Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Free State, everybody. Joe, Joe, what's it all about? What's it all about? The whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Don't. I was on the red line there. Oh God! I I mean, it's 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 extraordinary. You know, the superficial wealth and well-being of Dublin. You know, you go on the Green Line. You know, so you go from. Sort of the, the Green Lewis line. Yeah, you go from you go from the sort of the centre of Dublin out towards Ranelagh, you know, and uh, you know, it's terribly civilised. There's mm. any, never any bother, you know. It just it's it's just a sweet and well manicured and prosperous feel. Yeah, you know, it's very multicultural. A lot of Americans, a lot of students from all around the world. You know, all the accountants, the KPMG, then. To see the real divide, you go on the red line, you know. So I take the red line if I'm coming to Houston Station or if I'm going out to the four courts, you get the red line for the middle of Abbey Street. <laughs> Fuck, like it is like a field hospital in Vietnam. Yeah. There was a woman, and like it's, it's, you see the poverty, you know, you see, you know, the heroin addicts, you know, the people trembling, the gaunt, you know, unkempt. Unwell. Uh, it's very, very striking. Anybody who wants to see the two sides of Dublin, just get on the Green Line, and then get out at Middle Abbey Street, and take the Red Line. There was a woman, and really, it, it's it's like it's like the Serengeti plane, you know, at three o'clock. And they see the woman, you know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, this this was the sound, right? Oh, oh. And we go, oh Jesus Christ! Said, yeah, fuck it, standing there, you know, it's at dawn. Oh, <laughs> it's like sort of, you know, it's like the opening scene of, of a Steven Spielberg movie about the dinosaur island. You know? 
And then, and then you know, you know as, I, as I got on, my back, I sort of knocked against a fellow with the, you know, very gaunt fellow in tracksuit, you know, knocked against him with my backpack, you know, with all the recording equipment on it, you know, it's yeah, right yeah. heavy. Ah, you fucking, fucking me fucking hand, me fucking hand. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You're fucking sorry, fuck out. She's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. No, there's two charmers, right? And they've got their Alsatian dog on. You're not supposed to have a dog shop. Yeah, this. Yeah. Don't worry about that. He's got the Alsatian dog, right? And they're drinking cider. So they're drinking like tins of cider. And the dog is becoming very, very excited. You know. Because <laughs> they're pouring cider on the floor of the Lewis. And the dog's lapping it up furiously. And they're like, they're having a laugh. Then they don't. They pretend to pour it and they don't pour it. So the dog starts into their... <laughs> and they've got a child with them about three years of age who starts to cry. Stop, stop, stop. Fucking... <laughs> You're standing there like... Oh, my God. And yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ. Now it's an experience whenever... You... And it's... it's uh, you know, but, but it, it's just an illustration of... Of what a lot of people don't see every day is the reality, you know, the grinding poverty, the drug addiction. Mm. That's a big part of of, of 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 people's lives. But I was uh, I was at Croke Park on Saturday night. Another step. I am amazed. I another step in your rehabilitation towards <laughs> Irishness. <laughs> Ignore that. You know, we can be Irish any way we want. That's the mm. beauty. Yeah, yeah, not true. English though. Not no, English Irish. No, that's that's no, yeah. that's not true. Um, but uh, we'll come to that. We uh, we went to uh, it was a lovely, lovely evening. It was a one of the one of the parents from my son's school decided to get everyone together and bring all the dads and sons to Croke Park, and we all we all went out, and um, it was a lovely, good game. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> A good friend of mine did, uh, you know, we're talking about the divide in the city. A good friend of mine texted me when it was being arranged saying, uh, what match is on? And I, I, oh, I'd looked it up and I said, uh, Dublin, Dublin are playing Monaghan. And he said, oh, he said, I, I just Googled rugby matches at Croke Park. <laughs> It's a different. It's like it's like there's your there's your green line, red <laughs> green line, line analogy. I know. I know. And uh, and Monaghan can scamper, couple oh, of yeah. electrifying forwards. The dub's far too defensive. I mean, again, all in final last year, and I was talking to Morris O'Callaghan, Con's father, and his mum. Hmm. Um, you know, he's the most elegant lady and played hockey at a very high level. Cooler people. Yeah, and they were on the they were on the peace walk on Saturday. Okay, the Gaza yeah, yeah. peace walk to the dog. And um, I was making the point to him, like, Dublin have the best front six in the country. I mean, they're, they are electric. And yet, when they played Kerry 2019, you know, because of this sentimental, you know, this psychological sort of landmine in their brains, they still see Kerry through the prism of the great Golden Years team. And, you know, the torture that Kerry put them through for 30 years, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Bomber Liston's famous joke, you know, on the morning of the 2011 final when Dublin finally made the breakthrough and people didn't think they would. He said, oh, no, he said, the last time, he says, uh, Dublin beat Kerry in Croke Park. Elvis was still alive. 
you know, and that was that yeah. was part of the thing. And so 2019, they have to go to a replay. You know, to beat a team they're demonstrably better than. And then last year, could easily have lost it, you know. Um, you know, and again, just won it at the death on a day when David Clifford wasn't at, at his, you know, extraordinary best. So, you know, they're too conservative, they're too defensive. Well, they're also, you, could see that, you could see that in the Monaghan game. But you could even see it's like to the... Un, Monaghan were much more adventurous. Untrained high, like it's not even, it's, 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 it's not just conservative, but this, this sense of taking no risks even where, from where you, uh, how you attempt to score. So like you saw that in the first half when they were through on goal, it was about five, you know, and they waited and waited and passed and got too close to the goal before they tried to score a goal. Oh, yeah. And uh, it kind of, again, it shows this, this over, this, this over coaching, this over emphasis on, you know, you must caution. On, well, there are certain principles you must obey. Caution, play, and, for, caution and formula and, you know, going through each player's stats afterwards. Mm. Like, you give the ball away here. Why did you give yeah, that yeah. ball away? You know, I mean, you know, surely that could have been recycled and moved backwards, you know, moved to the side. And, you know, Desi's, Desi's personality isn't, uh, isn't a sort of a personality that's designed... To, to create an adventurous impulse in young men, you know. Oh, you know, when I mean, you think we played well today, you know, the, you know, the players are going through, uh, you know, the work that, that 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 was set out for them, you know, and the system. I think we're relatively happy with. Obviously, we look at some of the uh, individual performance. You've been listening to Free State. And and that that sense of vibrancy. I mean, when Conor Callaghan first came into the Dublin team, I mean, his first two acts, the All Ireland semi final and the All Ireland final, were to take a ball forty meters out, slalom through two highly rated blanket defences, and score brilliant solo goals. We can't do that. If he's not given the license to do it, and if he's mm. not given the ball at the last minute, and you know, again that was something that when Pat Gilroy came in last year as the water boy, <laughs> um, they changed, you know, because they needed to change it. I mean, they were they were they had they had they had become a dull formulaic group, and dull formulaic teams don't win all Ireland, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, did I, I went to I was invited by Dan Lambert you know the CEO of Bohemians yeah yeah and he's also the manager of Kneecap who I didn't really know anything about but I was invited to a private screening of their film were you before Knee we get uh, yeah I want to yeah we'll, we'll go on go on with that I, there's something I wanted to come back to on the sporting front but we'll talk about it again come on, on. Um, well no come back to that first then because we'll do it you know because I think that having seen the film it, there are, there are. I mean, I don't want to ascribe too much importance to them. Mm. You know, this is not, you know, the great literary revival. You know, it's not Yeats and it's not, you know, um, the great historians or great dramatists. You mm. know. But I think that it's 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 something that's important nonetheless. But anyway, t- no, no, I was just, no. I wanted to talk because it's just an interesting thing when we talk about sport and you talk about that. Uh, risk-free and you talk about like you know a lot of things that 
you've talked about in this podcast about what what it's all, what it's about, and that's why I, I was asking what's it all about when we began because I've been thinking <coughs> about Jurgen Klopp this weekend. Oh. You know, I know you. you know, <laughs> no, you you like your you actually do secretly like Jurgen Klopp. Um, well, he's interested in glory. He wants them to play. He wants, he wants them to push themselves. You know, he doesn't want them to play conservatively. And one of the great know. moments that he def- wants them to gallop. He wants. Them but to one be of the great moments atmosphere. that defines that is when they were when they knocked Barcelona out of the Champions League when they were 3-0 down yeah. at the first day and the winning goal, they were getting ready for their corner and Barcelona were getting ready to defend the corner that they expect to be defending and the players are coming forward to attack the corner they expect to be attacking and there's, everyone will have drills and they'll have routines and they'll have signals and all this kind of stuff and in a moment, and you can tell, and this only happens if you feel that freedom in a moment, Trent Alexander-Arnold sees that he, if he just quickly takes the corner, uh, Divock Origi is unmarked and they can score. And he takes the corner. And every time you watch it, it's incredible because the Barcelona players start appealing to the referee. They're like, you know, this is wrong. Give us a, give us a free kick. It's, it's like, it's and they, but but that, that sense of adventure only comes from a manager. And yet this, this week when he announced that he was leaving Liverpool, you know, there was this, you know, there's this kind of sense of shock but also that feeling that he says, you know, I have to do this now before it's too late. I have to live my life because I've given everything. I can't keep giving everything and losing every other aspect of my life. And I was reading this weekend, you know, he's got a grandson that he doesn't see who lives in Germany. All these other things that are important in life. Yeah. And I mean, the, 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 you, you, you're right. Like, it's, it's very difficult not to be cynical about anything. That professionals say, you know, yeah. from Jordan Henderson to Klopp to Mourinho, you know, they're extremely self-serving. They're always looking to the market, the next opportunity. But Klopp does have a sense of joy, very obviously, around the game, and a sense of joy in his players. Now, obviously, he's a very clever, ruthless man as well, as we've seen with the way that he has designed this template for the team to play in. But you're right, and. You know, in the end, what is the point of sport? I mean, I've watched three games today on TG4. And really the only thing worth, worth watching was Dara Canavan, you know, Peter Canavan's son. Mm. Because you just think to yourself, this is, you know, because he's an anarchist, yeah, which yeah. all great sportsmen should be. Yeah. Anarchists, throw the script out. Let's see what you've got. Yeah. You know, and, uh, here, here, and I will show you what I can do, brother. I will show you what I can do. And you find yourself watching him, you know, laughing. He's the reincarnation of his dad. Obviously, I mean, I don't think that there'll ever be a, a player, you know, like Peter Canavan again. That vast excitement, you know, that players like himself, James McCartan Jr. brought with them, where you, as soon as they got the ball or when the ball was coming near them, you were thinking, you could feel your heart beating, even though your team, you're like, oh, Jesus, here we go. This is going to be good. You know, and there was that sense about Liverpool at their sort of mm-hmm. galloping best. And, you know, these unrehearsed moments, you know, some of the great goals that that great Tyrone team scored in the noughties, some of the some of the things that they did, you know, Stephen O'Neill on the, on the corner flag, turning the defender inside out and then kicking it over with his right foot and then doing exactly the same mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the pitch. You know, so that you would think that the match should be stopped. He should 
take the, the acclaim of the crowd for a few minutes. You know, a standing ovation yeah, yeah. just to say, I am glad that I was here to see this. Maradona taking the ball in the World Cup final or in the World Cup semi-final against England. Quarter-final. Quarter-final. Yeah. And he's got the ball, you know, he's, he's sort of the other side of midfield. And, you know, he can let off, he can do the wee touch off, everything's safe. And all of a sudden he just embarks on this thing, you know, that seems impossible when it starts. It's not planned. You know, he just decides he's going to have a go. And, you know, the, 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 the noise in the stadium gets louder and louder. And when the ball goes into the net, it's like a feeling of seeing a miracle. Mm. It's just like, and even better, it was against the Brits. But, you know, the, this, this magic, that's what you remember. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's, that's what's wrong with Gaelic football now. You know, you go to watch the dubs now, and nine times out of ten, it's just what we saw last night against Monaghan. You know, <coughs> fucking play, lads. You're going to be an old man soon enough. You're going to be mm. retired soon enough. Doing some fucking job that you probably hate. You know, your life will become humdrum. This is your release. And I think that that, that, was, that was Klopp's legacy. And it takes us. But it, what, yeah, it takes to, us. To another group of lads who certainly, <laughs> who certainly aren't leaving anything behind. Anyway, so I'll paint the picture, <laughs> kneecap. <laughs> so Dan Lambert said, oh, look, I'd love you to come, you know, get your views on this, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I like Dan very much. And so I said, oh, oh fuck's sake, okay, look, I'll, I'll go, you know. So myself and the glamorous brunette went down to the Lighthouse Cinema in Smithfield. It's the world's most comfortable cinema. Hmm. Those chairs are made for sleeping. And oh. I could immediately feel, oh my God, I'm going to just have a little... Do you fall asleep in the cinema often? If it's... If it's, if it's know, at all possible. It, but no, it wouldn't be mm. possible. With mm. kneecap, I mean... Right. I'll fall asleep I, in the cinema you know, to anything. You know, I, 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 you know the old Kit Kat ad, you know, you look awful, you can't sing, you can't dance, you can't play music, you go a long way. And, I mean, they can't sing, they can't dance... The plot is, let's say, unplotted. They curse and swear and fuck the Brits and chucky our And there's a lot of, you know, there's a strong train spotting vibe, you know, so the, the Orange Lodge chases them, mm. you know, up the middle of the village. The dissident Republicans chase them. The RUC chase them. A lot of chase scenes, you know, where they're running, you know, it's like boom, 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 boom. Fuck the Brits, Chucky Arla. There's a lot of Chucky Arla. The, the, it, 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 it flies along, you know, it lasts an hour and 45 minutes, but it flies along. They have sex now. With right. The, with the, and, and like this is all, it's, it's, it's almost subliminal, you know, cut into the middle of, of a, of, of a, of a sort of a heavy drug taking scene. They, they have sex with sort of multiple cute Protestants, right? It's always Protestants. Right. Because they make that clear they're only interested in the Protestant girls. Because okay. this, is, this is part of the sort of the conquest. You know, they're, they're freeing Ireland by having sex with Protestant girls. I think that's the message. And then... 
think? I think this, I was trying. Maybe maybe that's too Joycey, and maybe that's too. I'm, I'm reading too much into it. Maybe they're just screw Protestant girls because they're gamer. I, can I just apologise for what I just said and take that back? It, 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 it was demeaning and sexist and and and, and sectarian, and and uh, I just want to apologise to the listeners for that. But so that's what happens. They have sex with a lot of cute Protestants, and then when they or, when he orgasms, right? Because there is a good looking boy, mm. like he is a proper good looking boy. He shouts, you know, in the throes of passion as he orgasms in these really tumultuous sex scenes, you know, like tumultuous, you know, with the heavy hip-hop going and all that there. He shouts like, Jockey Arla! Or, 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 fuck the queen! And, and, it's very, it's, it's, and then some of the Protestant girls, the Protestant girls generally don't like it. Hmm. You know, they get angry and, you know, he says Brits out to one of them and then she just immediately jumps up from her position and starts to slap him across the face. He jumps out the window. I don't know why he jumped out the window, but there's a lot of that. Then, in the middle of this, they stick in Michael Fassbinder. Yeah. You know, it's, he, it's hard to, to sort of pin down why he is there. He certainly gives it a bit of gravitas. But he, he, he glowers like the body. In Star Wars, you know, he wears this sort of a hood. And he, in an early scene, two of the boys are wearing me cowboy outfits. And Michael is, the idea is that he's a senior IRA man. And he's telling the boys, you know, when you watch your next Western movie, watch it from the perspective of the Indians. Always, always watch it from that perspective, not from the colonists' perspective. And it reminded me, you know, when my father was in Long Cash, my mother dressed us up in the cowboy outfits at Christmas time because it was this time when we were all, you know, into the cowboys. Mm. So she dressed the three of us up in the cowboy outfits. And we went up to Long Cash, you know, no size. And we had to walk through the garden of, you know, the soldiers going into the camp, you know. And uh, anyway... Fassbender fakes his own death, or does he, in the middle of all this, because he's on the run, he jumps off a yacht backwards into the sea. Right. Disappears, and then turns up ten years later as a yoga instructor instructor in what looked like Coney Island, you know, off the off the mm. northeast. He shoots three dissidents and then he hands himself into the police. Like it's all you know, and it's, it, I mean, the glamorous brunette thought it was very engaging. You know, like, it, it was all very higgledy-piggledy and, you know, but it was a very good promo for the Irish language. Well, and because, it won, the, won because, the Audience Award at Sundance. Yeah, and of course, you see, they, 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 they're experts at mayhem. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't care less. I mean, Ian Paisley Jr., who they who delightfully call Ian Oak, right? <laughs> I'm sure he was sending those wee fuckers. <laughs> Fucking call me Ian Oak again, right? All right, it's Eric Hattie. We, we, Liam Oak, she's really So, anyway, as you know, the, um, and they're the sort of, you know, it's not just a good pr- promotion, a very good promotion for the Irish language, 
you know, and and they will make a fortune. You know, they're taking America by storm. They're game as pheasants. And as a friend of mine said, truly they do not give a fuck. But that's all part of the, like they are the natural heir now, the modern hip-hop replacement for the wolf tones now that the wolf tones are retired, you know, mm. except that the wolf tones don't shout, I love your hairy gee in Irish, <laughs> you know, or or uh, I want to lick your... I can't even I can't even say it. Which are the sorts of things you know that are that are, that are shouted? I listen. Some of their music is showcased. You know they don't even have an album yet. They haven't even released really? it. No, okay. they, don't, they don't even have an album. But you know, and they do things like that. They throw darts at a picture of Margaret Thatcher. Excellent. Mm. Um, uh, they're, they're 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 they they make a living as drug dealers, and then you see what happened was. Um, the unionists found out that um, that they'd got 1.6 million in lottery and yeah. uh, and film funding, and then of course the the whole unionist outrage machine. The Daily Mail. Why does the BBC give them fawning national coverage where they were hailed as being at the forefront of Irish hip hop? <laughs> Now, you know. Above the head, above above the headline, uh, Kate Kate waves from hospital bed. I only wish I had an ounce of her courage. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, the Daily Mail is concerned. What do you call Prince, uh, King Charles's wife? Camilla. Yeah, yeah. And there, was, there was another piece in the Daily Mail about that saying, you know, that Camilla, Camilla spent two whole hours at, 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 at her king's bedside today. You get a lot of you do you, and waved and waved. You do you keep you do keep up to the, up to date with this story. You do realize it's a bit like me reading yes. the Ryan Tuberty diary every Sunday. You're, you're, you know, the, I I can't. It's my appointment reading Ryan Tuberty's diary. Oh God! 
you know, I've, do I've, you actually? I, it's, it's magic. It's magic. He did I ever tell you the one about you know the Prince Charles's drive? He was the prince then, not the king, but he's driving into. Can't remember. I don't know if it was Frankie Boyle who told this. I can't remember who told the joke, but anyway, um, Prince Charles is driving into Buckingham Palace in his Range Rover. See, and as he drives through the gates, you know, the electronic gates open, you know, and the boys are there, you know, with the big hats and all. And he hears a bump as he goes through, you know, just sort of on the, on the offside wing. Gets out, comes round, and to his horror, there is the Queen's beloved corgi of all her corgis, her favourite corgi, lying on his back, legs in the air, panting his last, blood streaming from his mouth. And he goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he goes down, you see, and he fiddles about with the dog. And he tries to sort of, he doesn't know what to do. And he says, oh, come someone please help me. Someone please help me. You see, and the next thing, bing. Stop me if you've heard this one. No, go on. Wee Jeannie appears. Yeah. Jeannie goes, all right, look, I was just, you're in luck here, mate. I was just going past. I'm Jeannie from West Belfast. I was just going past here, mate. And, uh, you know, you seem like a decent guy. You've never really, you've never asked for anything. He said, you, said, you seem to be in a lot of pain. He said, oh, please, can you help me? He says, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. This is really irregular because I've used up my quota for the week. I'm going to give you a wish, any wish at all. Prince Charles said, could you, could you save my mother's prize, Corgi? And then we, um, Jeannie goes over and he pokes about the lifeless body of the Corgi, you see, for a minute or two. And then he goes back and he says, look, She's too far gone. He says, look, I'm sorry about this, mate. There's nothing I can do about that. You know, I would have been, see if I was here a minute earlier, I could have done. He said, look, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I wasn't able to do that. It's not like me. I'm going to give you another wish. Prince Charles says to him, he says, do you think you could make my fiancé, she then was, do you think you could make my fiancé beautiful? And he goes, have you got a photograph of her? He takes out his wallet, shows her the photograph. Jeannie looks at the photograph and he goes, give me another look at that corgi. That's, you know, I, you need to apologise for that, Jeff. I, I, I want to yeah, apologise yeah. for that. It was yeah, sexist. You're very sorry, aren't you? Yes, yes I am. It was sexist. Yeah. That it, was, it, was it was cruel. Beneath you. Yes, for our queen, to say that yeah. about our queen. Yeah, yeah. Not for anyone. Really. And the, um, but the, the kneecap thing, I mean, I think there's a couple of things about it. You know, you've got that exuberance, that confidence of young nationalist people in the North now. There's a lot of young people who will not be interested in this stuff, but it's anarchic, it's brash. It's saying, you know, why should we be ashamed of the communities we come from? Why should we be ashamed of the resistance movement that we came out of? Why should we be ashamed of the pros? Like one of them's called DJ Provy. He's, he's a Derry City man from the Craigan. They're all fluent Irish speakers, very confident lads. And... You know, like one of their songs is "Get Get Get Your Brits Out." Mm. You know, and they they, 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 they they sort of shout this, you know, while they're doing their hip hop, and um, that that is very vibrant, and that's how it's seen by young people in the north. I mean, my son went to one of their gigs there; he thought it was terrific. I mean, it wouldn't be for me, like, yeah. But he thought it was terrific. He was vibrant, confident. And also he thought, and he's a fluent Irish speaker, my son. Um, I mean, all my kids are all Irish speakers. Um, 
they're all very interested in it. You know, their aunt Kate is a, a, is a very eminent Irish speaker. You know, and spent a lot of time with them. They've all been to the Gaeltacht. They've all done that. You know, and you can see their sense of identity. You know, they're happy with. You know, they've no hang-ups, sexuality, all those mm. things. You know, they're very confident. You know, in fact, he went to the 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 the, the kneecap gig with a Protestant friend of his. Right. Would they ever play cricket? And oh no, they wouldn't. Be, I mean, the cricket—that's a different thing. I have not—I have no problem with cricket. And so you've got this thing, you know, because we see this, you know, for example, in Israel at the moment that that Hamas are terrorists. You know, I mean, Gideon Levi said, "Look, best way to look at what happened on the seventh of October—it's a slave revolt. This is an oppressed people are resistance fighters, right? Results are horrifying." That's what resistance fighters do. And this is the consequence of horrific oppression. You know, I don't know, I, I don't think I've ever seen such a prolonged, disgusting oppression of people as what's happening out there. But the, 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 and, you know, the Western media, because you've got that whole colonial thing going on, we'll come back to all of that. You know, the UK, the horror at anybody saying anything good about the IRA and casting, you know, the SAS and the British Army as the terrorists. You know, the RUC, the stuff that they did, you know, assassinating hundreds of Catholics, you know, using covert operatives, you know, um, supplying arms to loyalist paramilitaries, all, all that that's starting to come out now. And these guys aren't, the thing about them is they're not putting a tooth in it. They're not diplomatically describing it the way we would, for example. They're saying, fuck the Brits, you know, up the fucking provos, you know, in the context of a struggle that's over. Yeah. You know, and young people saying, well, we're not we're not afraid to celebrate that because these are the people who stood by us, you know, when we had nothing else, when we had no votes, we had no houses, all the rest of it. And like they do a lot of it. And, and I suppose in a way, it's a bridge from the past into the present, you know, they moon to the crowd. You know, one of them's got Brits out tattooed on his scrawny arse. The crowd goes mad, you know. They have a lot of fun with the dissidents. They, they ridicule them. I mean, they think the dissidents are ridiculous, which is another feature of, of, of northern life now. Nobody supports the dissidents, you know. People shun them. So they've got... You know, they've got an association called Radical <laughs> Radical Republicans Against Drugs. And they're cornered by one of this sort of Radical Republicans Against Drugs cell. And the guy says, how do you even fucking pronounce that? And the guy goes, Rirad. He says, you sound as if you've got a stammer. <laughs> and, and I think young people will find it absolutely riotous. But probably the most important part you know, of what it is. Like, it's not much of a film. You know, mm. it's, 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 it's a, it's like a very good production values, very good soundtrack. You know, it skips along very quickly. It's sort of, as I described to you, it's zany, a lot of chasing about, a lot of, you know, cursing, a lot of sex, a lot of drugs, bit of a mishmash. But probably the most important part of it is the, the, their celebration of their traditions, for better or for worse, what they came out of, that resistance movement. But more importantly, the Irish language, the fact that they're all fluent Irish speakers. And one of the themes, and they pick up on, you know, they, they show a lot of documentary footage of the, you know, which shows the onslaught on the Irish language, the refusal for 
many, many years to reverse the ban on Irish in the courts and things like that. And it's the it's the antidote to Belfast, you know, Kenneth Branagh's sugary version of a city that only ever existed in his lovely imagination. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.